everyone. This is Melanie. This is Savvy Mom. And welcome to episode 192 of the Savvy Girls podcast. Now, what are we going to talk about today, Mom? We have a whole year to catch up. I can't believe it's been a year. We have been podcasting-ish, but then I... We ha- have been recording. Okay, we have been recording, and then lost them. But now we're in isolation. You're in particular isolation. Don't breathe on me. So we're podcasting together and we have lots to talk about. So sit back. I don't know, a hammer a board against your window so the zombies can't get in. Pick up your knitting because dear knows there's nothing else to do. <laughs> or crochet. Or crochet. Because people always said knitters would outlast us all and this might be, this might put it to the test. And enjoy the show. And I said, Hello everyone. Hi. Here we are. We are starting this podcast with so many ideas. It's been a year, Mom. It's been a year. It's been a year since you returned from Australia. And I just returned from... Australia! Right? So, oh, I am so sorry I dropped the ball on podcast editing and podcasting. And there's so much admin, guys. There's so much to do on the computer. At a certain point, you just want to get off the computer. But we're going we're gonna to try. I'm really going to try to get back on this. And so is Mom, right? Uh, every time you stick a, a podcast machine in my face, I'll try to think of something to say. Oh, and the bird just came in. Yes, hi, bird. bird. She is definitely going to be participating. Here she is. She's flown up from the floor onto my knee. All right, so the three of us, I guess. Bird, the three of us are podcasting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it begins again. Colette, stop eating my tongue. Come here. I love you. Okay, hold on. little... She's looking for food. I just gave her water. I know. So, Mom, what have you been up to? I've been trying to organize some uh, community events and... Uh, um. <laughs> and I have a little bird sitting on my clavicle. And she was making the sweetest little noises. She never And then she yelled at me. Anyway, you won an award, Mom. Tell everyone about your prize. Just tell everyone. Mom won an award, and I would tell you what it is, but I don't remember. So will you please tell everybody? It was an award for uh, for International Women's Day here in St. Albert, Alberta. I was uh, given an award for my work with human rights multiculturalism, and interfaith. So I was interviewed for the local newspaper. Oh, this is a good story, but it's not about knitting. But t- no, but do tell. It's not There's about very knitting. very little about knitting we're going to talk about. <laughs> so I was interviewed in advance of the event when I received the award. Um, I talked to the reporter for over an hour on the phone, and she asked all kinds of good questions, and... I gave her lots of information about the work I do with multiculturalism and uh, interfaith work, and she decided that the only thing that was newsworthy was my interfaith work, 
And she branded me as an interfaith activist. That's the story? That is not the story I thought you were going to tell. What story did you think I was going to tell? Oh. That story. Oh. I mean, this. wait, finish your story, which is, I guess, no. a good story. No, it's a good story. It's, I, it's not a, an exciting so story, an but I was. you activist. I'm very surprised to be an activist. I felt like I should have been out there on the streets with my sign saying to, yes, to learn about and respect people of variety of religions. And it's more interfaith advocate rather than interfaith activist, but I didn't. Give myself either label. So the story I thought you, I 100% thought you were into this story, So leading up to the article that was going to be in the newspaper, I was visited by a photographer who did a photo shoot of me. Uh, I really had trouble trying to figure out what kind of photo he should take to... Naked or clothed? That Those were not options. Clothed only. Okay. Oh, and uh, he heard Colette calling from her cage in the other room, Colette being our sparrow. Our sparrow? She's almost five. Can you believe that? They grow up so fast. (laughs) (laughs) She's so tiny. So we went into the other room, and uh, he said, you know, would she go on me? And I said, on me, not on him. And I said, yes, but if you want a picture, you'd better keep your camera ready because she goes where she wants to go. So I opened the cage and he had the camera focused and pointed at me and she came out and crawled up my arm and landed on my shoulder and started yelling and then uh, landed on the top of the cage. He did a whole photo shoot of our sparrow. He hasn't sent me one picture yet. He but said he, will. he would. He, yeah, She's I need a to remind her. She's She's like Miss November. He took pictures of her on the cage, on my shoulder, cuddling behind my hair. In the bathroom. In the bathroom on the makeup mirror where she likes to sit, on the floor by the front door. He took pictures. I must have taken 150 pictures of our bird. That's how many I take in a day, generally, <laughs> of the bird, but, but I guess, I Yeah. So, th- so she's a star. Basically, she's she, a star. She is a star. So, okay, that's what's up with you. That's what's up with Colette. Now you may talk about Savvy Deborah and the twins. I won't cut, but this is our second go at this because I thought there was too many twins. But go on. Now, now. so Deborah's going back to work. She's back at work. And the girls have been going to daycare. In Ottawa. In Ottawa, that's right. And they have plague, but not... Corona plague. They have daycare plague. They they have a cold with a cough, and so they're home from daycare. Possibly forever. (sighs) And and they're really cute, and their language development is wonderful. They love telling us stories. They love uh, singing songs to us, and they've got nice little voices. They do, for little mini hamsters. They're so cute. And they don't know about knitting yet. They're too young. They're too young to learn about about this, that their mom is a knitter. I know. It'll come out at some point and shock them all. And yeah. yeah, I don't think Deborah has knit them any she hasn't knit them anything. She started to knit them something. Rhinebeck sweaters. Yeah, and never it, did finish them, so the two years ago. Sweaters would be small. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all you're not gonna talk about them more? I won't cut you off this time. You talk about them more. They're just... Everything's babies all the time. And they're cute. And they love me. 
They do love and you. And that's that's. Really and when all you and when you travel, you buy them presents, and they always want to see what the presents are. And, yeah. And they choose which present is for which girl. Mm-hmm. And. And that's the babies. And that's the babies, exactly. Not babies, they're toddlers now. And almost as cute, but not quite, not quite as sweet little Colette, who's quieted down now. Yes, we'd better get a lot of talk in here while she sits and preens herself. She's scratching her little wingles. <laughs> okay, so, all right, I have a lot to talk about if I'm going to do a catch-up on me, because although today it feels like I never do anything... Um, the reality is I do, I think. I don't remember anymore because I've been a, here for weeks. It takes a lot of work to set up all your concerts. To, I've been here for months. You've been here for a day and a half. I know. You can't stand it when you're here. I love you. It's just, I'm isolation's boring, man. And why would you be in isolation? Because I'm a, a good citizen of the world and there's SARS or whatever out there. Or whatever. COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... So Melanie has done a lot of traveling over the years since we started speaking. So should I start... Since we last spoke. I don't know that I can remember. Okay, so last year... In the spring. In the spring. After you returned here from Australia. We talked about the nudist resort, didn't we? Or did we not use... When was the last time we podcast... Was that after the nudist resort? I think it was. So I sang at a nudist resort, guys. Yes, you did. It was amazing. Yes, we were all naked. We were all naked. And I was, I'm so disappointed I'm not going back there this year. It's, it's near, it's in Kissimmee. It's near Orlando. And I, I did the, I was singing in the Orlando Fringe. So it was easy to set the second one up. And, oh, I want to go back. There are far too many clothes in daily life. Far too many clothes. Well, living here in St. Albert, Alberta, when it's minus 14 outside, minus 14 Celsius, Uh um, I really appreciate clothes. Yeah. You know, a lot of people at the nudist... (coughs) Not coronavirus. Not coronavirus. Right? Right. Right. A lot of people at the nudist resort keep this a secret. It's a big deal that their families don't know that, you know... I'm cool with it. I had a great time. I had a great time. What kind of songs did you sing? What was your, what were your naked shows songs. like? Naked songs. You didn't sing naked songs. You sang Edith, naked. I, I did Edith Piaf and Jacques Brel songs. You sang songs naked. You I didn't did, sing naked songs. Did you ever think you'd tell the world that your daughter sang songs naked? You told the world that. <laughs> you just did too. You oh. just you just did. I was just clarifying <laughs> with your words. So I did that. It was amazing. <clears throat> And then I t- did a whole tour all across Canada of my new, sh- old new show, last year's new show, which was Deanna Durbin and Judy Garland. It was all about their rivalry. So a lot of people know Judy Garland. Not that many people know Deanna Durbin, but she was the biggest movie star in the 1930s, the biggest juvenile star, one of the highest paid women in the world after Betty Davis. And um, she retired in 1949 and lived outside France for the rest of her life. Outside France? Or outside Paris. Outside in France, Paris. just outside Paris. And See, I paid attention when I watched your show. You watched it maybe a thousand times. I so. love it. It's a fabulous show. They- it did well. It won a bunch of awards. It got picked up for an off-Broadway run, actually, which I did, which was great. That was in December. Um, and then I started planning my new show. What else? Oh, we went to, we went to the Maldives together. Okay, let, me, let me tell you first what I love about... The Deanna Durbin Show. Okay. It is called 
ingenue or ingenue if you're in America doing it there. Mm -hmm. Or ingenue if you're a francophone. I was corrected. I was corrected too. So what I, I love all of your shows. You have to say that. You gave birth to me. I love all of your shows. They're interesting. They're fun. The audience is, uh, I mean, they're on their feet at the end of your shows. They just... To leave. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They just love your shows. But what I particularly love about Ingenue is it's a wonderful vehicle for so many different styles of song and a wonderful vehicle to show off your voice. Aww. And so it's one of my favorite. Of course, well, then there's Piaf and Brel, and that's one of my favorites. Ingenue, or Ingenue, is vocally easier to sing, however. It's vocally right. more friendly to sing. However, so I did that, and then I think the bird might be heading back here. But And then we went to the Maldives. We, we went to the Maldives, Mom. <coughs> Not coronavirus. <coughs> Maybe coronavirus. I just need a drink. That's how I feel most days. <laughs> what did I just say? So, mom. So, we went to the Maldives, and I can't tell you why we went, but it was a work thing, and the hotel was free, and I can tell you, but I can't announce why. But basically, I had, I had a free trip, work trip, not singing, not prostitution, not singing, and mom came. Along. I did. I did. I came along. It was fabulous. I had never been to an all-inclusive resort before. So you and went I, to the furthest one away I ever. I know. And I got to see two of them. We went snorkeling we, the that last was amazing. day. Yeah, that was amazing. We met this couple who had Mayor, oh, and I forget the, oh, his was, wife's name. They were so sweet. They were in the little cabin beside ours. Exactly. They were from India. They had gotten married. And they had come to the island for their for their honeymoon. And uh, the groom had told the bride to bring her wedding dress, her wedding clothes. And he wanted to do a, a photo shoot there. So they were right beside us, and Melanie did took the pictures for them. We got up at dawn. We got up it at had, dawn. It was a dawn photo shoot. Our vacation yeah. involved getting up at dawn to take photos of strangers. With the sun rising. With the sun rising, yeah. and it was really fun. It was great. They were wonderful. And the food was interesting because it... We were the only North American people there. We were, which yes. was odd, it, I thought. We're, no, because North Americans don't go to, they don't go that far. I mean, if you're going to a beautiful resort, there are closer resorts. We, this is about as far. It was really far. And it's it my second really time far. there. I have not to that resort, but I have been to the Maldives before. And, and it, there were massages. Well, you got massages. And pretending. special yeah. dinners in their um, specialty restaurants. It was fun. Some and, were better than others. And there were sharks. Oh, right. I forgot the about reef, the sharks. The kind of yellowish and black reef sharks. But they they would come by when we were in the water just, just uh, at the shore where our cabin was. They would come by and swim and they didn't bother you. Reef sharks do not attack people. Until they do. Until they do. No, well, we were told that they never do. So... It was so interesting. Oh, and the other thing that was fun is, I 
I'd walk along and I'd pick up little shells. I forgot about and those. And I'd hold them in my hand. And as I was walking, I'd feel the shells start walking in my hands. And so there were hermit crabs hiding inside the the uh, snail shells. So cute. Whenever I think of hermit crabs, I think of The Simpsons, though. That is my that is my reference for hermit crabs. There's an I, episode where Lisa goes to the beach and 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 she helps a hermit crab get a bigger shell. Aww. it's just that's my reference for her. I'm I'm not the only one, guys. Right? That is that is our reference for hermit crabs. A lot of a whole generation. So that was a great trip. And we stopped in Vienna on the way there and Zurich on the way back. Right. Because it's uh, really far, guys. It was far. Vienna was more interesting. Uh, Ooh, we Zurich. went to Christmas market. We did. We did. And we were there a little longer. We were we were there a little longer in Vienna. So we got to see a friend who was living there and who's a crocheter. She is and a knitter. She's and a oh, knitter. She does so much. See, there's there's some knitting content, guys. So yeah, <laughs> we did that. That was December. That was December. And yes, then I that's then right. I went and did the no, then I did the off-Broadway run over Christmas. So then I went to New York and recorded the music for my new show and got hat supplies. Bertie, we're podcasting. Stop biting my tongue. Or bite it more, whatever you need. So um, she really wants to bite my tongue. She wants you to feed her like a baby bird. I have been all day. Can, can I have your juice? No. <laughs> She's thirsty. Okay. She'll step in it. Anyway, um, and then I came here for a couple days or maybe a week. It's super vague now I um, because I'm really jet lagged. And then I went to Australia. She did. And I was so, where were you? You went to Australia from here or from somewhere else? Here. Some thought you no. were somewhere else. Give me a second. Give me a second. I flew to Australia. <clears throat> Not from New York. I came back here. Yes. No, I flew to Australia from, was I visiting Deborah? Ottawa? Did, yeah, I think you went to Ottawa. Really? Give me a second. Oh, I went on vacation with Deborah. That's right. Was that before? Before Maldives. Oh, I went to New York. I went on vacation with Deborah after the Maldives. Then I went back to New York that like a week later because I had to re- record some stuff and I ended up getting having a, someone was kind enough to offer for me to stay with them. One of the patrons of the show, not an axe murderer turns out. Yay. So I went back and then I came here for a couple days and then I went to Australia. That's right. <clears throat> and during that period of time, yes. Australia was experiencing terrible, terrible bushfires. Yes. Uh, and you told me not to go. And I said, don't go. I was so worried. And I ignored you. And it was fine. The she bushfires... always ignore, ignores me. However, what? in this case... It was fine. It, it was fine. The bushfires had calmed down. So the... <gasps> listen <gasps> to the bird here. <gasps> Shh, just listen. She's asking me for something. So cute. She really almost never makes those noises. So anyway, went to Australia. I was in Perth performing for two weeks, and then at the Perth Fringe, at the Fringe World in Perth, I did a bunch of shows there, and I did a bunch of other shows. I did three shows in Perth, including the knitting show, and then in Adelaide, I did four different shows. Is she biting you? She wants my necklace here. Oh, that's gold. Keep biting. 
Anyway, did a bunch of shows there. I ended up guesting in other people's shows and in cabarets. It was seven different shows. I was there for almost three weeks. It was amazing. It was amazing. And honestly, I left just in time because it's ending this weekend and audiences are basically, they're, they're gone. No one's coming out. Um, there's a national thing starting on Monday about large gatherings, but I think people are smart enough to know that just because right. you say stop gathering on Monday doesn't mean it's safe to gather on Sunday. Right. So yeah, a bunch of people I know canceled their last shows that were this weekend. Another bunch of artists went on to festivals in New Zealand and they're either being quarantined for two weeks or they're just there. No one's bought tickets. The festivals are canceled depending. I mean, things are, yeah, we're going to get to that. So, um, after Australia, after Adelaide, you had some other gigs. I'm getting there. I'm getting this. Yeah. Getting there. In Australia, the shows did so well that Ingenue actually won a best musical award out of 1,200 shows. That's fantastic. They weren't all musicals, granted, but still won but one of the major still, festival to, awards. To be noticed that way and to, to get a major festival yeah. award, congratulations. Thank you. So that was the last good thing that's happened. Um, that was a whole week hey, ago. Hey, you came home to visit me. We're getting there. We're getting okay, there. Okay, go ahead. Tell your story. So I was supposed to, okay, I was supposed to do some pretty high-profile gigs in Abu Dhabi and then in Do. Mm-hmm. Doha, Qatar. Yes. That Oman? Is, Qatar. Oh, okay. Doha, Qatar. And I was super excited about these. These were big International Francophone Week. I had learned a whole bunch of Canadian French songs. I, they had these little scooters, so I'd been scooting around Adelaide, singing French music and learning them. And yeah, and it, I, was, I was almost so ready for these concerts. And because of this other thing, I can't talk about all that much, but it's... Um, that gets me free hotels and stuff. I was also going via, I was going via New Delhi, Kathmandu. I've kind of always wanted to go to Kathmandu. As I just, I just want to go up ever some flip flops or whatever. So anyway, or go to base camp and look at all of them and be like, you guys are crazy. But the point <laughs> is super excited to go to Nepal. I was like, you know, it's no Greenland, but it's still, I'm just so excited. And then after I was going to go to Dubai and then rent a car, Abu Dhabi's just like 45 minutes away. So um, drive to Abu Dhabi, see a friend of mine, Alison Acrobat, who lives in Dubai. And then I was going to go to Doha to do Qatar to do the concerts. And then I was going to Muscat, Oman to do other concerts. And then I was going to go on to England for a whole tour of Northern England, which is has not been canceled yet so right now this is right now i'm supposed to be in Kathmandu. so what happened is i left australia i flew all the way to india on an empty airplane like ghost plane got to india i spent four days in delhi well five days because the one with them is in gurgaon which is almost delhi it's just it's a suburb um bought a whole bunch of skirts and beautiful skirts and kind of the coolest pair of pants i've ever owned and now I'm here because things got weird with the virus. So here we are. Everything got canceled. Oh, that's why. Right, right. I forgot. The day before I caught the airplane to leave Australia, all in within the space of one afternoon, all the concerts got canceled. So I went to Delhi and I thought, okay, so the concerts are canceled. I've got all these non-refundable plane tickets. I've got some hotel points. A lot of these cities I get free hotels in because of other thing I'm doing. So I thought, okay, I'll just I'll just follow my route even without the concerts. But then five days into Delhi, the hotel thing got canceled. So basically everything was canceled and and 
a friend of mine who's actually on a beach in India right now said that I'd be an idiot to cross a whole bunch of different international borders because countries are closing and, and India imposed a 14, mandatory 14 date government quarantine on anyone with a fever. So basically like plague jail. And I just thought, you know what? I'm coming home with a five hour stopover in Japan to buy toys and things. But otherwise I'm coming home. So here I am. Now I'm here. Instead of this is a Kathmandu day. I was supposed to be there and I'm here. That's what we can call it. Kathmandu day. Like the episode or just this day? No, this day. Oh, it's Kathmandu. Well, you could call the episode Kathmandu day. Oh, this was a cat. This is Kathmandu day. It was, oh, it was so close, guys. So um, here we are. I'm here. I am self-quarantining for... All the days until I'm supposed to leave to the UK, which isn't quite two weeks, but it's it's almost it's almost two weeks. It's just a couple days short of two weeks. And if the concerts in the UK are canceled, I will quarantine the entire two weeks as I am supposed to. And um, wow, that that's a long story, but that is kind. That's what I've been doing. Um, I have all these concerts around the north, like I said, of England, like Newcastle, and all these little towns really cool towns like Downton Abbey houses and castles and things. This is an amazing tour. It's an amazing tour. I'm so excited. And most of the performances are, well, they're all either Ingenue, the Deanna Durbin show, or the Knitting Cabaret. So I'm going to meet all sorts of cool knitters and hopefully interview them all across the north of England. And if the world doesn't end as far as the arts in the next few months, because everything's being canceled, and I'm going to just getting to that. If hopefully things stop getting canceled, I am going to be taking the knitting show to Brighton Fringe in May, so Brighton, England. That is the next place I will be doing it. Um, yeah, and then later I'm touring Canada with a new new show, and then taking it and the Deanna Durbin show to Edinburgh, Scotland, in August. Yes, and in Canada I'm supposed to go to Regina, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Victoria, um, Ottawa, and Montreal. Yes, but who knows what is going to happen with those now. Which gets to the second part of this rant and our update, the catastrophic effect of coronavirus on performing artists. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, it's one, I know, I know it's hard for a lot of people. I get it. Especially if you have coronavirus. It's hard for a lot. I'm not saying it's not, but all the performing artists I know, we're, we're drowning here, guys. We've, we've lost our incomes completely. I know a few who have um, moved home with their parents. For the foreseeable future. Hey, Mom. Hi. Um, but yeah, it's just, this was the year. I had a, I have a really strong show I'm about to tour. It's it's an amazing, it's a lost music of Prohibition. It's 100 years since Prohibition was implemented. It was a perfect storm of Prohibition, the timing of it. Just, it's perfect. I'm performing a Vera Lynn song in Brighton on the 75th anniversary of VE Day. This was going to be the year that I finally make enough money to get my own place again. Yay. And now because of SARS or whatever, COVID-19. <laughs> it doesn't I won't even speak its name. Yeah, I just yeah, this is not. It's really hard. There's a lot of airline tickets I'm I'm stuck with that I, that go to Kathmandu and things. So yeah, that's that's what I'm up to. I guess I'm preparing the new show. I actually recorded all the, the, the music tracks for this new Prohibition show in New York. That's what I was doing there in December. And the pianist thumped the pedals so much that none of them are usable. And no, no one caught that. 
And so, yes, I need to pay to go back and re-record them. And pay him again. Yeah, not thrilled about that. However, um, if the U.S. closes their borders to the U.K., that or if I'm not in the U.K., this is going to be a problem because I booked all of this to happen first week of April. So, yay! Just the world is ending for performing artists. But we're doing our best. You know what? At least we're all in this together, and that's that's it. Um yeah, that was really long. We could talk about something better. Now, wherever you've been in the world, you have had some fantastic experiences. For example, tell your listeners about your experiences in the marketplace places of India. I mean, the mar- I will- to be honest, I only went to one market. I just went there several times. Oh. There are so many markets. I, well, I tried. There was this one that was supposed to have textiles, but it was definitely set up for tourists. And things were really expensive. And, I mean, I actually bought a, a white outfit there. There was this holiday called Holi where people throw dye on each other. And I wanted to celebrate it. And you wear white. You wear a white tunic and a white, a white kurta and a white pair of pants. And I bought that there so I could I could they call it playing holy so I did that and I did you get a chance to play holy I did I actually the Canadian High Commission I got an invitation from someone working there it was kind of a kids event to be honest but um, I was invited there for the for the day so we went and I we play I have some picture I put up a picture and we threw dye on each other and we were all just filthy and then the kids got water balloons out and it just it was really it was fun to also see the Canadian compound then meet all the diplomats there and we had a lovely barbecue with sushi because it's india ah india sushi okay it was good sushi and so yeah it was it was kind of neat to have not only a tourist experience but also a, a living people living there from expat experience wonderful so when you went to this market repeatedly what the was same booth to be honest what was, was interesting there for you what did you purchase well, for me, okay, what I like best about this market, and this was the, what was it called? I think it was called the Central Market, is that I did, and again, this could be because of SARS or whatever, but there were no, COVID-19. Whatever. There were no tourists there at all. It was all local people, which, and, and they had signs at every booth that said no bargaining, and they didn't necessarily mean it. The prices weren't as firm as firm, but they were, they were pretty firm. So, you know, a, a few of the people moved a little bit, but... It was, it, it made it a little, I, yeah, it was great. The the clothes, it was mostly clothes there. Okay. And I bought some gorgeous skirts that may or may not be silk. It's okay. Um, and then after I bought each one, I, depending on where I bought it, they had a tailor in the basement or a tailor in the alleyway behind the store. So they'd take it to the tailor and for a dollar or two dollars in 10 minutes, it would be shortened. So much easier than, than the whole try it on here. Granted, you know, some of the shortening jobs aren't ideal, but some are fine. And I got some cute, ugly, cute pants that I love. And just they're not oh. ugly. You haven't seen them on. Oh, they're 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 interesting. They're pants, but the they're gathered, so the it looks like a skirt, but they're pants. I don't know that it makes me look any taller. Oh, but I'm gonna wear. I'm just, I mean, the pants are amazing. I but I'm gonna. I love them. And also, I bought five kurtas, which are these long sleeve tunics, and I it's like. It's so comfortable. And they're it, beautiful. It actually, they're too long on me, probably, because I'm short. But I never want to wear anything again. So there we go. Unfortunately, I bought them the day before I left India. And so I didn't really get a chance. I wore one in Japan for a while. 
in the airport. So there's that. So yeah, that's um And the fabrics from India are just fabulous. Oh so pretty they're guys. They're colorful. They're they're sometimes studded with jewels. Or and, mirrors. Or mirrors. They're yeah, just they're I could just have wonderful. shopped I shopped not into thinking I was coming home. That's the thing. Right. I shopped thinking I was going on to Nepal to, you know, shop some more. And by the time this all came down with the, everything canceled, and uh, I, bu- I bought the ticket home like 15 hours before I caught the flight. It was a very last-minute ticket. It, I, was, I was in Gurgaon, which is not in Delhi. I mean, it's an hour away from Delhi, so I wasn't, I wasn't going to pop back because the driving is terrible there. So mm. bad. So bad. Um, so bad. I, you know, I'm, I'm all about experiencing different cultures, and I have been all over the world, but... Not a fan of the driving in India at all. That, oh, that, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I forgot. I also went to Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. Oh, that was that whole trip. Yeah, I knew I was missing a trip, man. I went to Uzbekistan. She went to the stands. And Tajikistan and Russia. I went to Russia. That was another trip. That was in November. No, that was in the fall. That's right. And I dropped my phone on a rock while looking at a goat. Yeah, Tajikistan was crazy because... Tourists don't go there. They're worried about terrorists or whatever. Um, there were no terrorists. It was gorgeous, and I need to get back specifically to Tajikistan with some vegetarian food in my pocket for me. <laughs> anyway, that's a lot about me and travel. Well, I was going to ask you another question. Uh-oh. Tell us some of the stories Hi. about transportation on your trip. When I'm talking about asking, when I'm asking about that, I'm referring to how you got around in Australia, how you got around in India, the the taxi drivers, the Uber drivers. What else did you take? Public transportation. Uh, in India, in India, I took mostly Ubers until I discovered that the metro, which was cheap and easy, and there's actually a all woman's car if you don't want to be harassed. No one harassed me in any car. But it's, it's a nice, it's a kind of a neat option, but the Metro was so easy and I wish I had discovered it on day one, but I didn't. But yeah, the Metro, if you go to India, seriously, guys, just take the subway. They're That's all- interesting that there would be an all women's car. Yeah. It, I also didn't ever take it during rush hour, so it wasn't that busy. It was just, it was delightful in Russia too. Just the subway was easy and delightful and it was nice to feel responsible for your own transportation because as soon as you get in an Uber or a taxi, in an Uber, you're not quite at their mercy. And it is, a Russia, it was called something else. Same with the stands. It was, I forget what it was called. It was a different app, but essentially it was Uber. And you just, you know, you, you burp, burp, burp on your phone and they show up wherever you are. So there's no finding a taxi and dealing with the language difficulty or it was just, yeah. But I really enjoyed the scooters. I know they can be dangerous. Um, they have a lot of cities you'll, I'm sure you've noticed, scooters appear. And uh, in Australia, it is it is the law that you have to have a helmet. So each scooter comes with a helmet. Okay. Yes, it might sound disgusting, but they seem pretty clean. And most Aussies don't wear them. So um, they're not being worn all that much. Yeah. and But you wore it. I wore it. Another performer I know didn't and broke his jaw well on the phone to his <gasps> mom on a scooter. So I did not use my phone while scooting. And I really, I, okay, I, I mean, I almost crashed into a wall once, and I, another time I hopped off, but I accidentally pressed the acceleration as I hopped off, and Instead I kind of Instead of the bruised. stop button. Yeah, but you know what? It was fine. It was really fun. And I almost got hit by cars a few times when it was my right of way, but they decided to turn. You know, it happens. It, 
everything in Australia is trying to kill you, so I was not surprised. Everything from the the octave, the blue ringed octopus, which is the po- it's the most poisonous thing in the world, sent and cute, too, and what? They're no, really cute. I, you've never mentioned their, this before. Well, because we didn't actually see one. To like alligators or whatever, crocodiles. I don't know. Everything's trying to get you. And did you know that except for one small group of koalas, all the koalas there have chlamydia? I didn't know that. Yeah, so if the octopuses don't get you, you're getting an STD from a bear. I guess it's a marsupial. Really? I mean, it's not like I was going to sleep with one. No, but... but I mean, I promise, that wasn't on the table. Good. At all. Good. (laughs) (laughs) But look at all this information I'm getting because we're doing the podcast. Right? No, it's well known there. It's it's well known. Did you have encounters with kangaroos and other marsupials? I did not meet a koala. However, there's some lovely... There's a family there who has a tame sparrow just like Colette. Well, she's more than tame. So is Jack. So I went to visit Jack and then Sarah, who's Jack's owner, mother, whatever, she she knew someone down the way who had a kangaroo rescue just in his backyard. And so we went to his house and we pet some kangaroos and they were just love fed some kangaroos grapes. And these were all orphan kangaroos. It was so cute. It was so cute. Aw, you got to hold a kangaroo. I mean, no, I got to, they were bigger than I was. Oh. They weren't, they weren't joeys. These were full grown kangaroos. They were so cute. What a fabulous experience you've had. Yeah, I forgot about that. So much happens every day that you forget about things sometimes, like Tajikistan. But, um. All the stands. I didn't go to all the stands. I went to two of the stands. Okay, so we need to move on. It's two. What? What? You, you were gonna double knit. You mentioned last year. How's that going, mom? I haven't been knitting anything. I haven't been crocheting. The only thing I've crocheted in the last four months is a scarf for uh, for a doll because we found one crocheted scarf here, and I was going to visit the girls in Ottawa, and so I crocheted another one so that each of the girls would have a scarf for their dolls. So where are the, where did the dolls come from? The dolls came from here. They were our old Cabbage Patch Kid that Now that's a crafty thing. Tell people about what you did to the dollies. Well, we washed them and scrubbed them and... How did you wash them? wash them in but the But you had a toothbrush. It's, remember, there was a whole way you did this. That was for the face so that I wouldn't scrub off the painting for the eyes. Yeah, we used the toothbrush and um, soaked them and dried them. And I one of them was kind of falling apart, so I had to restuff it and, uh, and try to find some clothes. The bird is... So that was Colette's contribution. She's, she's singing to your gold necklace. That's what this is I know. All she about. loves pulling on my gold chain. Hopefully she won't slice through it. No. You put the babies, you wash them in water, you wash them again, you wash them again. Yeah. You toothbrush the stains. Yeah. You did a whole thing. We did. We did. We looked on the internet and we found YouTube videos and they really cleaned up well. You uh, Now it wasn't favorite cabbage patch it wasn't my abby annie or no. my naomi francis it was my third one 
And it was Deborah's for the her first cabbage patch. Her first Maybell Mabel, Mabel Ginger. <laughs> yeah, they so they you may or may not know, but cabbage patch call dolls come with birth certificates and they are named. And so one of Deborah's dolls was Maybell Ginger. So Booby bought it for her. That's right. And so when I got her all cleaned up and restuffed and brought her to Ottawa with uh, a second one that we cleaned up. And the girls, we said, oh, this this one is Maybell Ginger. So now they call, both girls call both dolls Maybe Ginger. Well, that's so, it's pretty it's so cute. cute. They really love their cabbagey patchy kidsies. They're babies. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of crafty. And I've been knitting. You have been knitting. I've been knitting since last August. Now, I think two podcasts ago. And yeah, it's been a while. Deborah um, wound some yarn for me and to make something. And I found a pattern. Hold on. This is falling apart because I've been using the same instructions all over the world for months. I've been doing this for almost a year now, which shows how much knitting I've been doing, called the Hopes and Dreams Agnes Kutis Shawl. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh my gosh, I see a picture of it here. It's absolutely beautiful. I met these little flowers here, I think. These right right here. I think that's where I am now. It doesn't look as big, and I've done some extra rows, so... Well, once it's blocked, it's going to be huge. Yeah, it doesn't look big at all. Mine. But anyway, so that's what I've been doing. What kind of yarn is it? Um, the, uh, the wheat color, I definitely had silk in it. Uh, oh. We'll ask Deborah. She'll remember. She'll okay. remember. Or Yes. So that's the knitting talk. That's the knitting talk. So um, I have asked people online for suggestions of things to talk about. And what were some of the suggestions? Since I did that only a few minutes ago. We didn't get a lot of suggestions. But Maya, and she's been on the podcast before, she said, how long would we all need to be in self-isolation before we would run out of yarn? She said, oh. I think I'd be fine for a couple of years. Mind you, my cats would have eaten my face long before that. <laughs> so how long would till you would run out of yarn? Crochet oh, takes more yarn. Crochet eats up a lot of yarn, but I have a lot of yarn. Um, I don't know, a year? year Seriously? Two years? It would I don't be longer know. than that. You've got if a I lot had of acrylic. nothing else to do. Yeah, I have a lot of acrylic. But you have a lot. If I had nothing else to do, well, yeah. I've, I No, I don't have a lot here in the storage bin in New York. I, I do have a lot, but it's in the storage bin in New York. So I have maybe seven or eight skeins here. But seeing how long it's taking to do this silly shawl, um, it would probably, I'd probably be... I'd say eight months, eight months, seven months here with my skeins, I guess. Well, you work with, sorry, you work with finer yarn. Most of my yarn is worsted weight. True, true. And this is sock or fingering weight. So yeah, that's a lot of knitting talk. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have a lot. It would be several years worth that I have. I don't think I can ever work through all the neither yarn can that Deborah, I have. Though. No. Neither can most no. people. Yeah. So then YOK2 said, favorite pattern for washcloth. I've never knit a washcloth. You? I've knit washcloths and I've crocheted washcloths. Oh. I 
Deborah has a favorite one. She does. It's the one. It's the one where you start with one stitch and yep. then add. It's that's it, right. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I have several that she's made for me. Second one. Simple so mind. That, oh. So we didn't do well with that topic. You failed. Simple mindless knitting. There is not such a thing. There is slash crocheting. Simple mindless knitting or crocheting. Well, some people would say granny squares are pretty mindless once you get get it started. Yours complicated, the, though. Yeah, but mine are not granny's, granny squares. Mine but you're are, a granny now. I'm a granny you're now. You're a granny. God, I hate that word. You're a granny now and you make squares, so. Yeah, my squares are usually really complicated, but the granny squares uh, are pretty, pretty mindless. I mean, you can sit down and, and uh, crochet a square pretty quickly and once you get the pattern started you don't even have to think about what you're doing what else um okay any adventures did that talk about the twins did that bird talk did that good books and movies oh mom what do you think well the traveling that i did when i was on one airline in particular i couldn't find one movie that i wanted to see that i hadn't seen already so You've done more traveling. You tell me about what you've seen. Well, I saw Parasite the other day. And, you know, at the time, I thought, how did this win Best Picture? But, you know, think, I, th I think it's better than it felt. I think watching what it on an airplane. I think watching it on an airplane made me not appreciate it, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I what, don't know. What genre of film is it? You know, it's a horror movie, but it won Best Picture. I did um, good movies. See, that wouldn't interest me. At all. Well, it didn't... I don't like being oh, what? scared. Hold on, hold on. Um, I have to look at the title. There is one I... Are you, are you thirsty? Okay, there's. I saw a movie on an airplane called Ready or Not. It was a horror movie, and it was about a... I, it was delightful. I mean, it's disgusting, and it's... And it's, I'm not, I don't like suspense movies, but I don't mind a slasher horror movie with the, where you finish it and if you are in the dark, you're not afraid because it's so ridiculously over the top. And so there's no, are you trying to pull out my hair? That's a yes. She wants to take it with her. Oh, she's she is. So she's going to fly away with my hair in her beak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not going to end well. Anyway, um, ready or not, it's just a silly slasher movie, but it's, it's thoroughly enjoyable because you're just like, why did they make this? So there's that. My favorite movie is still the pirate movie. There is no way that movie stood the test of time, though. I haven't seen it for maybe 20 years. I really want to find a copy. There's no way it has. It's, it's okay now. And it got maybe the worst reviews of any movie ever, aside from The Room. But um, I, I love that movie. So I would it say... It was fun. It, yeah, so good. And... Books. I've been reading old books on Gutenberg. I've uh, been reading old British schoolgirl books. And they're delightful. So that is what I've been reading. And um, if anyone wants to know what they are, I will send you the link. Just ask me. And um, yeah. Any other questions? No, that's it. That's what happens when you don't post for a while. No one reads your posts. But yep. here we are. We're quarantined. Or I'm quarantined and you're, you're quarantined like a little bit quarantined. I'm trying not to get too close, although we're sitting here right beside each other. I don't other. have germs, man. So, what, I mean, if people are quarantined, what, what, say something. Cheer people up. 
Well, um, what can you do to dwell your quarantine to keep busy? Definitely, you can give your daughter a back massage, maybe feet. <laughs> just say, just putting it out there that that is a what? It's a good activity, man. You could knit. You can watch movies. You can read. You can all those do... things could be massaged at the same time. Except Poss- maybe knitting. Possibly. True. Possibly you could organize your cupboard. I just did. I know that's why. And I it collapsed it. on me. I know. But okay, you could do that. You could clean your mom's room with your mom. Uh, or not. Or yes. We could, let's go do that. We could. We should do that. I'm still looking for something I misplaced. You know what would help you find it? Cleaning your room. I didn't take it up to my room. Not the point. You so that's that is the thing you could do. You could talk to your bird. Yeah. Um. I could finish the script for the pro. I could finish the script for the prohibition show because it's it's not quite done. Um. I I could work on that. Do you know what your ending's going to be? Not quite. That's it's all done except for the ending. So and it needs yes. a little bit more tweaking and the poster's almost done but not quite. So And is the beginning solid the way yeah, you want it? Yeah, the beginning's it? the way I want it, which which was is yeah, that it's was, coming. That was hard. It's a bit too much tell and not enough show and ah. in, in shows a good show and I've seen a lot of shows, guys. A good show has more show than tell and this is a little too much tell. So working on that. Yes. But the songs are adorable. I cannot wait. I, yeah, there's still a lot to work out in the next month and a half, so I guess I'll be doing that this week. So you could so. write a show when you're being quarantined. That's right. Or a poem. Mom, you could write a poem. I'm not a poet. I think that I shall never get a bird as lovely as... Colette. Colette. Aw, <laughs> I'm a poem too. I'm a poet. Yeah. I miss going to the mall and riding in cars, but at least I will not spread my SARS. <laughs> It's not SARS. Whatever. You're not supposed Coronavirus. To, you're not supposed to critique your daughter's poetry. I don't know what else to talk about. Was, do we have anything else? I was going to mention what the uh, grocery stores are like oh, here. Oh, here. Talk about this. Can you hold the thing? Because I'm stiff now. Oh, after being on an airplane, everything hurts. It's not SARS. Ugh. Wouldn't be SARS. SARS is not an issue oh, now. Okay, okay. I'm ready now. Okay. It, it's very interesting going out to the grocery stores. I wouldn't uh, know. No, you wouldn't know. <laughs> this is why I'm telling you. There are whole shelves that are empty. I was at Costco last week, and my plan was to get one package of toilet paper. There was not one package of toilet paper to be had what was in there all instead? of Costco. They had pallets full of bottled water, which probably are all gone by now. It's like they're telling people that should be your priority, oh, idiot. Well, there was no toilet paper to be had. Uh, th- no hand, hand sanitizer in the whole city. The toilet paper thing started in Australia, by the way. In case you didn't know, I was in Australia when it started, and people were like, wow, those Aussies in that part of the country are crazy. And now it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um... I was at a grocery store yesterday. Uh, I'm running low on sugar. There was no sugar and no all, no all-purpose flour at all to be had. There was some gluten-free fl- flour. There was uh, icing sugar and brown sugar, but just a little bit left, but no sugar. Uh, so it is really odd to be in North America and see 
shelves completely bare, completely empty. It's not something we're quite used to here. So if you had to pick someone to be quarantined with, who would you pick? You. Except Aww. for when you complain. I was going to say Britton Cummings. But oh. you're, I mean, you're good too, I guess. I mean, yeah, definitely you. Because he would sing that song, the No Sugar Tonight song. <laughs> but no, I mean, you definitely. I was thinking you. <laughs> Obviously, of course. All the you, for sure. No, I'm boring, but you can be lots of fun when you're not complaining about being bored. I'm bored. See, this is what I get I think I've been of. here for months. I've been here a day and a half. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. It's going to be the longest, almost, but not quite two weeks of quarantine. Unless the concerts are canceled in the UK. And please don't cancel. Yeah. Anyway, um, is that it for now? Because we That's can podcast it. again. We're, we're here forever. for now. Okay. Next well. podcast, we'll talk about House Finch. Okay, we'll, we'll Savvy Mom saved a House time. Finch. We're going to talk about it next time. And looks like Colette is about to yell some more. So we're going to go. Yes. Okay. And so stay safe. Wash your hands. Mom, give all the mom advice I ignore. I mean, I don't, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I hope you noticed in this podcast why when Melanie decided to come home, whose advice did you take? Another performer who is in India? Right. You did send me this letter saying, okay, Savvy Mom sent me an email the day I was flying to India saying, come home. The bird is waiting for you to give her, give her cottage cheese. You'll die if you don't come home. And I did ignore it because you were mm-hmm. wrong about the fires. Mm-hmm. And then I came home eventually. That's right. But I, not on my advice. I, well, things weren't ever. as... Cr- no, Mom, <laughs> things weren't as crazy four days ago. Things did get weird. America closed their borders. India made, like, SARS jail. It was time to come home. SARS jail? Whatever. Okay. Coronavirus. I don't care. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Yes. I just thought I'd point that out. Okay, but All I did right. listen to you just a little later. You listened to your friend. I listened to you, too. And also, Deborah, that she said the night before I chose to come home that, that I should come home. Okay, I did listen to everyone but you. Everyone but Yeah, but you don't me. believe in travel. I believe in you being safe. I'm safe. And bored, I know. <laughs> it was nice having every seat on the airplane, I've got to say. Okay, we are going to go because I want to edit this and put it up. So, do you have any last words of wisdom to tell people to, who are in their house or not in their house? Let us know what projects you're working on. Yes. I haven't done any knitting or crocheting for months now. And so now's I the time. To be, I need to be inspired okay. by other people's work. Inspire my mom with your sexy knit. Make them as sexy as you can. Sexy pictures for mom. I did not say that. Sexy knitting pictures, guys. Okay, and with that. <laughs> come on, I can't. I'm not at the nudist colony. I need something. Sexy knitting pictures. Go. For Melanie. For Mom, go. It's neat and it's sweet, it's a ding-dong treat. Knitting socks for little feet. Just knitting with your knitting all day long. You know, knitting's friendly and knitting's fun. Knitting's good for everyone, and that is why we sing this knitting song. With knit one pearl two, what's a knitter gonna do with a gold? Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 
192 of the Savvy Girls podcast. If you'd like to reach us, we are at Savvy Girls PCAST on Twitter. I just put that on my new phone. I guess I've been terrible. But yes, we, I will be Twittering and tweeting more. And Savvy Girls Podcast on Facebook. And I've been I've been tweeting and things under my own account, which is Melanie Presents. The Melanie Presents on Twitter and on Instagram. And um, I'm on Facebook too. I'm Melanie at SavvyGirls.ca. And mom is, I don't know if you have a podcast at SavvyGirls.ca. And follow along with all my adventures, or if you want or not. And we are going to really try to be regular. I know I said that last time, but, but I'm going to really try. So until next time, tend to your knitting. Kitten. Well, don't shout! I shout! I shout if I want to, and do you know why?